2: Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a Feedback Friday edition of Mackie and Judd here, where we just uh, turn over the whole show to you guys. We sift through our email pile here. You can always hit us up through the Score North app, the feedback tab. Uh, we're monitoring Twitter for your shots, your below the belt shots, which there are a couple in here. And um, Score North has accounts also on TikTok and Instagram. Judd is a TikTok star now. I think we're up to like almost 15,000 TikTok followers, the Score North account. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, let's get it. I might dance.
1: I would love no, for that. Okay. No, I think it'd be good. I might dance next. Yeah. 15,000, we'll I might dance.
0: Just to celebrate it. How about 50,000. 50, How about a hundred?
1: I'm offering to dance. That's what, like,
0: you don't get the talk. See, you're why don't, you're, why don't you're you put together a TikTok? T- okay, talk. put together a TikTok dance for us this weekend, and we'll post it. Well, I I, think it, sh- I think it should go through a couple sets of eyes though. First. Yeah.
1: Well, I would send it to. What I would do is I would do the dance and send it to Dex, and then he would turn it into the official talk.
0: Are you going to dance to a specific? Uh... Well, I don't like know. Like a specific you know, TikTok song or something? I don't know do you have, how to do you have do that. a game plan here? Yeah. But you know, I mean, like, I don't know do? how
1: to do it. I don't know how to do that. I'd like to do that, but I don't know how. Because there are TikTok. Do you know just quickly the thing that amazes me yeah, it's quickly. about the talk? Just quickly. The thing that amazes <laughs> me about the talk is how fast <gasps> it goes from one trend to the next. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you'll get a week of something, and then it's like I'm tired of this, and then it's just gone, and it's replaced mm-hmm. by something else.
0: It I is mean, amazing. Song. The internet a is new, crazy. Yeah. A
1: new. No, but I mean, like, it feels like on Twitter and Facebook, some of the some of the gigs just you know they go on too much, right? Okay. TikTok people, the influencers are great. They're always on coming to the up next. with new things. Once you create really your own, that.
0: create your own dance of some kind. Let's see if you can create something that goes viral. The Judd. You know, remember Screech on Saved by the Bell did the sprain. What's what's the Judd? Yeah. That's what we need. You don't have yeah. to answer now, but just think about yeah, it. A little think little. on it. Gritty, maybe. Think maybe. on it. Anti gritty. Hold on a second here.
2: Hey
1: Stella, think on this.
0: Okay, let's start it. with uh, Morgan Haas here via the Score North app. He says, "How do you guys feel about Kevin O'Connell not even making it as a finalist for Coach of the Year?" Yeah, we haven't really talked much about that this week. Yeah, but. Uh, Yeah, five finalists for Coach of the Year and Kevin O'Connell, thirteen wins in his first year—a five-win improvement. What did you guys think of that? Well, I
1: thought it um, was—I thought it was sort of crappy, actually. So, if I'm not mistaken, among the five finalists was Brian Dable of the Giants, right? Who was like talked up all year long, but you know, this voting was done before the playoffs. Okay, so post playoffs, I get it. Your team, you know, you got beat, but thirteen wins, a division title, your first year. Um I don't think it would have been that much to to ha- have him be a finalist. Now, is that the most important thing? Obviously not. But I did think it was uh it was surprising. I all year long I was slightly taken aback by the Brian Dable Love. And I know it's the Giants, so you know it's that market. But for yeah. Kevin O'Connell to come in, and I mean he improved Kirk. It's not like he had this quarterback who was a Hall of Fame player. He was solid, but The eight comeback wins from Kirk were 100% at least um, attributable to the coach helping him out, trusting him. So I thought he should have been a finalist. I thought it was sort of crappy he wasn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a few guys. I don't even have the list in front of me. But, like, Doug Peterson, absolutely. Yeah. To to bring the Jaguars from basically the worst team in the league to winning a division, 9-8, and absolutely. Um, Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia, sometimes, too, the – The Andy Reeds of the world that are just consistently good year after year don't get the love because you just expect them to be good. It's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and stuff. Like, I would put a guy like him. Kyle Shanahan, too, with having to use three different quarterbacks and still winning 13 games, rattling off 10 wins in a row. All right. There's got to be room, though, for a guy. It's like they're dinging him for being lucky. But I feel like throughout the entire offseason, He basically called his shot and said, we want to be situational masters, situational masters. We practice situational football, eat, sleep, breathe, situational football, right? Be at your best when your best is required. All these things that he kept preaching all season. And they did. And that's what they were time and time again. So to me, like, he has to be among the five. I don't really. I'm not going to lose sleep over it because who cares? But. It is kind of interesting that it's just it's just another notch in the belt of the Vikings really being considered frauds, and people still probably having questions about Kevin O'Connell based on the way that they got bounced at the end. I guess I don't know.
2: Yeah, I thought he should have been one hundred percent considered. I mean, Sean McDermott, I believe, was a finalist too. And look, the Bills were expected to be good. You know, I don't mean like make the comparison, but if did the Demar Hamlin situation maybe like raise some of his stock a little bit at the last second. Because it is a regular season award. I don't know when the voting takes place, but I'm guessing like right not after the season years. ends, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I th- I thought it was a little strange that he at least wasn't a finalist. Am I shocked he's not going to win the award? No, but I am pretty surprised that he was not one of the finalists. Yeah,
1: I don't understand. So I, I think D- Dable got a lot of credit for improving Jones. And I think O'Connell partially got dinged because, well, Kirk's good enough. And it's like, no, he took Kirk. I, I thought that Kevin O'Connell deserved as much credit for what he did with Kirk as what Gable did with Jones. Like, I agree. I, I would have replaced him. So, like, of the finalists, because I'm not trying to ding guys be, because, oh, their team's good, so they shouldn't be considered. That's not fair. But, like, if I had to take a rookie coach, I would have taken O'Connell before the Giants.
0: Yeah. Brian Koster says... For me, the biggest problem the Vikings have is spending too much money at the running back position and at the linebacker position. You need to pay for a good quarterback unless you're drafting in the top 15, but you don't need a high-profile running back or high-profile linebackers in this league anymore. They need to get rid of all the overpaid players at these positions. The quarterback is not the problem. It's overpaying at these other positions. Yeah, I mean, we definitely spend a lot of time talking about how how paying a quarterback as much money as they do is sort of checkmate historically for winning a super bowl, but overpaying for a number two receiver that's washed up and a running back that's on the downside and a safety that's 33 years old and two linebackers that are like that stuff adds up just as much, if not more than, than the Kirk cousins sort of B level quarterback making a level money. So I agree.
1: And there's going to, there's going to be within the next two years, really a shift there, right? Like, Justin Jefferson is going to get paid, deserves to get paid, but it's going to come at the price of somebody or, or I should say multiple people. Like at some point in time here, there's going to have to be a, we need to reward Jefferson, Derrissaw, just go down that list. Um, And so, yeah, I I think the thing that I'm really looking for from Kwesi within the next few years is a topic that, that we have broached a few times on the show, but it is not just the players you pay, but the positions. You know, so it can't be, well, we love the running back. No, sorry. It can't be, well, we love the safety. No, that doesn't make sense. Like, you have to, like, if Kwesi is the master that he thinks he he is of playing the stock market, right? Draft picks are stock. It's all like the stock market. Well, then, one very important thing is to decide just flat out from a starting standpoint, what stocks get paid? Not based on the player, but based on the position.
0: Yeah. What are the things in your life that you know you're going to need to spend money on? The most important things: your home slash rent, your food, right? Your pets, family, kids, whatever it is. Like that, to me, that is your edge rusher, your quarterback, yeah. your tackles on offense. And if you need to buy the cheaper toilet paper because you spent a bunch of money on great groceries to be healthy, then wow. Okay. Wow, you don't just went
1: there. Don't you just that. went there with, oh, no, no, Man, no, that, that stuff that's sandy. Ugh. All
0: right, I agree with the toilet paper thing. You should Double definitely play. spend money on toilet paper. Double cap, But there's uh, Kleenexes. You can replace those with uh, just blow nose with toilet paper or a paper towel or something.
1: A running back is like a deck. Decks are great, right? We all love a nice deck.
0: I don't know, man. Yeah, I disagree with you here. Uh, I love decks. Yeah, because you know, if somebody out there wants to, careful, don't cut the deck.
1: Advertise their no. I'm saying building one. No, I wouldn't cut the deck, but I'm not going to build one probably until I'm very interesting analogy.
2: Yeah, very interesting (laughs) analogy by you here.
1: Well, what are luxury? What are luxury things you? Get weeds. what are luxury <laughs> things? A well, running back is a luxury item, okay? How about a fire think- pit?
0: A fire pit? You fire, a fire pit. pit? Oh, it's like I a good running back. What do
1: consider a fire pit?
0: <laughs> this is awesome. What are
1: you talking about? Fire pit. I'm trying uh, to think of things that I would like but don't have to have.
0: Bullseye Bianime via Twitter says, Go watch and cover the Bears since you guys like draft picks, cheap young quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. and salary cap space. Yeah. Uh and then Mo Bliss, 27 yes, on Twitter, Twitter, said, yeah, well, who doesn't like I draft do. picks and yes. cheap young quarterbacks and salary cap? You you don't like draft picks, cheap quarterbacks, and salary cap space? And then Mo Bliss, 27, chimes in on Twitter right after Bullseye be enemy and says, Mackie and Jeb will use every narrative to say that we should be in a panic after winning 14 games, 13, with a new head coach and general manager who both killed it and the worst defense in the league. What? Are we saying panic? I don't think we're no. saying. Don't confuse no. trying to figure out how to proceed forward with panic, okay? Thank Let's you. calm down. Calm down, Mobius well, 27. Take a well, deep breath.
1: To be fair, there might be certain sources of information in this town that would paint what we do as panic because yeah. they are told it's constantly mm-hmm. fine. We are solution finders. Yeah, solution you know what we support. aren't? Here's what we're not gas lighters that's what we're not i feel like i feel like there are certain and i won't name them valley sports north i feel like there are certain gaslighting agencies in this town coming up next on vikings today kirk cousins takes his family to a restaurant um so i feel like there are certain gaslighting agencies in town that unfortunately have a negative impact on people, And so we get notes like that. And let me tell you right now, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, but you need it's the correct Vikings. It's not, it's
0: not your fault. Don't do this to me.
1: Not you, man. Don't do this to me.
0: Not your fault. Uh, Nate Clay chimes in, says, I am a new fan of the show. I've been enjoying all of your daily Vikings content since the, ter- the start of the 2022 season. However, Mackie said something on Purple Daily this week that's making me want to stop listening forever. We can't let this stand. Oh yeah. Timpani is the plural version of the word. When talking about buying a single drum, you should use the word timpano. 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 Please go back to hating on Kirk Cousins and stop oh, using my. incorrect percussion, uh, percussion terminology. I apologize. And you're the music I did guy. Not. I was a band geek through and through. Yeah. What happened to you? Jazz one. Dixieland one. Oh, you know, con- concert band one lead soloist on trumpet. It's I did that. not know this about timpani. didn't know it.
2: This is like uh, usually t- timpani. Oh, 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 oh. They
0: travel in packs. You never, I don't think you ever just see like one. Yeah. Tim-
2: timpano timpano. This is like uh, this is like JK Simmons in whiplash. He's like, are you rushing or are you dragging? And he's just slapping you across the face. You're miles teller. And you're just being slapped across the face. You don't know what the hell you're doing on that drum set.
1: JK <laughs> is great, man. What an actor.
2: He is one of my favorites. I passed him uh, on the subway my last time I was in New York. He was getting on, I was getting off. Man amongst you men. See no, I, I don't. Stop. I don't do that. I don't do that with celebs. Yeah, I don't. Either. I don't do that with celebs. I don't I don't not No, but I encourage. Do not even, even say hi? You but I do encourage listeners to come up and say hi to me. That that that, that that's a different. That's a different breed.
1: Well, you're not a celebrity. We're not. We're not celebrities. You know, I uh,
0: I ran into. Our uh, Truth, Ron Killings, mm-hmm. WWE superstar, a couple yep. years ago at an airport. I think I was connecting somewhere, maybe Charlotte or something. Yeah, and um, I think he lives in Charlotte. And I saw I saw him in the airport, and I thought, God, I'd love to go up and I don't know, like take the twenty four seven title off of him or something. Would be great. I just let him live his life. But then when I sat down to get food, I tweeted out like, "Just Our uh, Truth at the airport," and he tweeted back. I think he tweeted back like something like oh you should have said hi like see sometimes yeah, they want yeah. you to say hi you yeah, know sometimes what they want gotta read that the room. that is
1: such a minnesota thing to go off in the corner and it then is. tag them <laughs> and, and then get a response yeah I know. well i didn't want to bother you mr r truth
0: <laughs> mr truth
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah i was i mean Tony will leave or not tony excuse me Rod Carew was standing next to me waiting for an uber last night when i was leaving uh a diamond awards not gonna like go up and if he wants to engage with me, I'm gonna engage with him. But I'm not gonna like go out of my way and say, "Hi, Rodney, good to meet you." I'm, you know, maybe he would top. have shared
0: an Uber with you. have I I driven him home.
2: I was, Heck, I was, right. he's like
0: 75 years old, yeah, just standing been... out in the cold. No, no, no we were, we were inside. We, we,
2: we were inside. And I believe there was some type of you know, twins employee with him waiting, um, maybe waiting for like a car. I mean, he's probably has a legit car service. I was waiting, yeah. you know, for not waiting for an Uber, Uber yeah. to drive Mr. me the R. mile
1: Mister R. Carew.
0: You know, my favorite uh, Twins celebrity sighting, and I, I have just had, having covered the Twins beat 10 years ago for a few years, I got to know Tony Oliva a little bit, but after I was done covering and go to games as a fan or whatever, I was standing in line at the Tony O's Cuban Sandwich stall, oh, which man. is an outstanding sandwich, yep. and standing enough. in front of me, in line behind five other people was Tony O himself. Nice. He waited in line at the Tony O's Cuban sandwich of, shop behind five people.
1: One of the greatest guys of all time. Ordered a sandwich. One of the nicest men of mm-hmm. all time. You, just you know what, though? Sandwich. Nowhere is there more of a discrepancy in sports food than the Tony O's Cuban sandwich. Downstairs at Target Field, they're hot. They're delicious. Oh, that's awesome. Upstairs, they get cold. They're like gut busters.
0: So they like make, them, gotta they make them downstairs and they just run them up? Or how No,
1: I think upstairs they don't sell as much, and so they they get put mm. to the side. But when those things are hot, just unbelievable. But when they get a little bit cold,
0: uh Run to the bathroom? Oh,
1: huge difference. It's just not good.
0: Gutbuster. buster. Work on a fix for that. Thalby needs to find a fix. Uh, Paul Wade says, here's how the Vikings can get their quarterback in the next year's draft. The general manager agrees with the Wilfs to run back their geriatric defense, which again will be a step slower than it was in 2022. With the first-place schedule that includes the San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Philadelphia Eagles, they will probably be lucky to win five games, leading to a high draft pick in 2024, and the GM will get to do his rebuild the way he wants after all. Don't tempt me. <laughs>
2: don't tell me at the good time.
0: If someone said, hey, you can run all this back again with the same aging defenders and you'll be guaranteed to lose 12 games. Would you sign up for that tank job, Judd?
1: Pretty ingenious. Yes, I would. Here's the problem. I don't think they can. I think the offense, because I do expect it to improve again. Yeah. I think the offense would accidentally win win games. This is a very interesting approach here. Like, Because I, I was t- talking about this on Purple Access with Chip Phil. Like, what... Like your your offense is ascending, I think, and it's got you know as Dex and you both said it's got the bones, right? So like it should improve, but the defense needs to be re- rebuilt, and so it's sort of this interesting thing where where one part of it's here, it's high, yeah, it's not at the top, but it's high, and one part of it's like just fluctuating down here. So like, what is the approach?
0: Yeah, it's uh, well, I think the I think the approach will be continue to push forward offensively and compete and rebuild defensively, competitive rebuild, compete offensively, try to get faster. Um, It really can't get much worse on defense. And Booney was kind of saying that on on the trenches, purple daily episode too, that on offense, on defense, just get a bunch of fast guys who fly around. And even if they don't fully know what they're doing, maybe have like one veteran in there. He goes, if you want like a veteran linebacker to like point people in the right direction or a Harrison (laughs) Smith, and then a bunch of bunch of fast guys running around like idiots, uh, and then the offense you want to be more cerebral. You definitely want to make sure that guys aren't freaking out. It's it's more of you're dictating what's happening. I think that's probably what they're gonna gonna lean into. Uh, let's see here. Earl Abbott, quasi concerns. I understand this will only be quasi's second draft. However. The idea that he looks at the draft like the stock market doesn't give me any warm and fuzzies because it almost seems instead of taking obvious talent at certain picks, he sort of falls into the Spielman syndrome, thinking he's the smartest guy in the room. The safety from Notre Dame and the wide receiver early last year looked like they would would uh have served this team better. Yep. Yes, it's still early to judge last year's draft, but the Rager trade was not good. Hawkinson was very good. Also, in some of his trading back, uh, didn't seem like he got as much value um, from other teams who are moving up. I don't know Quasey's plan, but today I think he should call Randy from Cottage Grove and uh, at the very least ask him what he thinks.
1: <laughs> what, would, what would that conversation potentially
0: uh, be like, crazy. <laughs> Um Snug. Yeah, yeah. what what's stock, what's stock market? Well, Randy put out his seven-round mock for the Vikings. So he like, retweeted it from last year, and he had Brock Purdy going to the Vikings in the seventh round. It's incredible. So Randy, Randy had his nose on Brock Purdy. It's funny if you would have gone with Randy's draft, which I think included, I think it, 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 the Vikings drafted the receiver that the Lions got, uh, Williams, right? And then you land Brock Purdy in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. That draft would have been better than what the Vikings drafted. <laughs> so, oh yeah,
1: Randy's pretty good at what he does. <laughs> yes. No, no stinking stock market for Randy.
0: Park Tavern's pretty good at what they do, mm. too, when it comes to group gatherings of any size. And that is what, what makes uh, them the official sports bar of Sports Dad. And,
1: yes, here's the thing about them, group gatherings. And we're not talking about 10 or 15. They can handle that, no problem. Walk in, you're fine. But with a place that's got two bars, it's got bowling, it's got uh, banquet rooms, your birthday party, Fantasy League Draft. I could go on and on, but Park Tavern is prepared to handle them all, and it's as simple as this. parktavern.net, parktavern.net, or you can call them, 952-929-6810. Let me tell you right now, you call them, you set things up, and they take care of the rest. In other words, you look like you planned this whole thing. You look like a genius. And all you did was call Cheryl and my friends at Park Tavern, and they took care of everything else. parktavern.net. Park Tavern located in... My neck of the woods here, St. Louis Park, also a great place just to watch games and sip on us early.
0: Mm, amen. All right. Feedback Friday, continuing here on Mackie and Judd. A couple of twins questions for you guys. And this first one from Dan Ewings. I feel like people haven't talked enough about this, but this first question presented by our friends at Prize Picks, the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. So you pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. And now that we've got we got uh, Championship Sunday, we've got some, if you're a golf fan like Dex and I are, we've got all sorts of fun PGA events happening. We've got the winter sports. You can run mixed sports entries if you would like as well. And uh, you can help us out by using the promo code NORTH, and then they will help you out by matching your first deposit up to $100. You scratch our back, they'll scratch yours. You can have a good time on Prize Picks. The easy way to play Daily Fantasy, prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app. So the Twins signed Michael Taylor, um, or traded. They traded for Michael Taylor. They gave up yep. a couple pitching prospects for Michael Taylor, yep. who's been uh, the Royals' starting center fielder the last couple of seasons. He was with the Washington Nationals for why He was a six-round pick like 12 years ago by the Washington Nationals, and he's one of the best defensive outfielders in the game, 31 years old, going to be 32 when the season starts. And Dan Ewings asks, are the the twins just assuming Byron Buxton will get hurt again? Can you dive deeper into the why behind Michael Taylor? I mean, he does get hurt. So you do need a better fourth outfielder than Jake Cave. But what do you make of this whole thing? I, I make
1: out the fact of this entire thing that, keep in mind, last year, this time of year, they came up with a plan where they hoped, they crossed their fingers, that Byron Buxton could play 100 games. Last time I checked, there's 162. He didn't get to to that. And I've been saying this for, I don't know, going back three or four years. You need another center fielder behind him who can basically plug and play. Uh, Yeah, J. Cave, uh uh-uh. Gilberto Celestino is a guy that I think they actually thought might be that guy, but he's not exceptional. Like I think he's got some ability, but he's not exceptional at the fundamentals of baseball. That's a big problem. So, yes, this gives them now a guy who, when Buxton gets hurt, or think of this, when he doesn't play because Rocco and the Twins have decided it's a day off, when he DHs. Like, you need a – you cannot have a situation, knowing Buxton's history, where you say, let's just put Royce Lewis in center field. And, look, I applauded that at the time. It was a disaster. He got hurt. But that being said, you know – This goes back to, for me at least, it was the first time, and this guy, again, great glove, does not hit fantastic. The first time that Jackie Bradley Jr. was on the open market, I said, go sign a guy like that. It's going to cost you more, but he's a bleeping like gold glove caliber guy, so it doesn't go from Buxton just made this unbelievable catch to, and Jake Cave dives for the ball, and it goes to the fence for an inside-the-park home run. So, yes, this is is definitely – Uh, preventive medicine for what appears to be the inevitable and I actually appreciate it.
0: Yeah, he has, but here's the crazy thing. So Michael Taylor, who won the gold glove center field uh, gold glove winner in 2021. So he has played 2,200 innings in center field the last two years. Byron Buxton has played 950 innings. So he's played more than twice as many innings in center field as Buxton. So I I do wonder, I wonder a couple things. Could they, is, is Buxton just going to be more of like a, a DH who sometimes plays in center? Are they moving him completely out of center field? Because here's the thing, like, and, and not that Michael Taylor had a choice here. You know, it was a trade. It wasn't a free agent center. Michael Taylor is a starting center fielder. Like, not a great hitter, but overall, he's like a two or three, he's probably like a two, two and a half wins above replacement player because of his defense. Is he going to come in here and be like okay I'm just going to sit? Like so if Buxton's healthy, he's going to play in center. This is to me this is an orchestrated plan to either scale Buxton back to a completely part-time outfielder like full-time DH. Or they're going to just maybe move Michael Taylor to a corner spot. I think Michael Taylor has to be playing on a regular basis. I I don't think he's like a play twice a week kind of a guy. But I think he will, right? Like well, could if, could you could you put him in right field or something and have this in, Buxton yeah, in center, yes. Michael Taylor in a corner spot? But, you could do that too. But
1: Buxton has never done anything in his professional baseball career to gear us up for. Oh my God, he's playing in one fifteen, right? One thirty. Yeah. I I think he's played. I think he played in in somewhere roughly that amount, perhaps once. So like I do when you are formulating a plan. That says, we hope he can play 100 games. Yeah. Like, it's if you think that you're going to contend, you can't then just be, be like, we'll throw Celestino out there and hope. Like, the days of hoping that Buxton's replacement will be decent need to be done. To me, that's malpractice at this point. So I like this.
2: Yeah. He's also been worth almost six wins above replacement over the last two seasons, and the majority of that yep. coming from the defensive side of the ball. Um, that stuff matters. Whether whether he's playing center and not Buxton, whether he's playing with Buxton. Obviously, I think there'll probably be some defensive replacements where you're going to have a legitimate outfield there. And the dude's played some postseason ball. Like he he has actually played in World Series. He's played in playoff mm-hmm. games. Yeah, he won a World Series with Washington. He has actually the the one at bat he got with Washington. He hit a home run with the Nationals in the World Series. So he can play a little postseason ball. He's a perfect backup viable option when Buxton is not able to play center.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't think you make this trade for him and then stash him five days a week as Buxton's no. healthy. So what they'll probably do is they'll probably start, my guess is Taylor plays more innings in center field scheduled, not like obviously if Buxton gets hurt, he'll play more innings. But I think, I think they will schedule Michael Taylor more innings in center field than Buxton. But putting those guys in the same outfield at the same time, the Twins kind of did that back in the day when they'd have either Carlos Gomez in center or Span, and then for a while it was Gogo in center and then Span played in right. That didn't work. Two and then you had uh, Ben Revere playing in right field at one point with his noodle arm, And but those guys were like, they've had didn't they also have a center fielder playing left field at one point too? I feel like they had three center fielders one time. In target field? Yeah. i trying to think of who that would have been. Uh, if you want to go back 20 years, they had, uh, oh, they yeah. did have three. They had Jock Jones, who used to play some center and right. You had Torrey Hunter in center. And then you yep. had Shannon Stewart, who used to be a center fielder in Toronto, playing left. So, yeah, get some. You want to create some number one starting caliber pitchers or number one caliber yep. starting pitchers. You know, put some badass health fielders out there and see their ERAs drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think this is a good time to ask Declan. Uh, you got an email from a twins season ticket guy mm-hmm. this morning. What's, uh, what's the excitement level? Are they, are they offering anything now? Are they, are they trying to pounce because of the Carlos Correa signing? What's the vibe here? Are they, are they hooking you back in? I guess,
2: I guess a little bit of the latter. Yeah. My rep emailed me, uh, on Friday morning and asked, uh, Hey, Declan, we miss you at Target Field. The 2023 season won't be without you in huge, bold red letter text. The 2023 season won't be the same without Dex tweets pounding I numerous agree. thoroughly brewing products and using that discount code. And they say, too, you know, who do you want to be at Target? Who do you want to be at Target Field to see? You know, when Juan, Juan Duran's blowing a hundred mile per hour uh, fastball by or Byron Buxton flashing the leather in center field, which I Did mean, they put that in the email. That's in there. That's in the email. <laughs> that is in well, the, the Buxton
0: email. thing, though. OK, so Byron Buxton played. Let's see here. Uh, flash in the leather. He played uh, like 50 games, I think, in center field last year. So he doesn't flash the leather very often. He played 92 games overall. Probably what half of those were home games. So I don't know. They might need it. We were talking off the air. Yep. Yeah. Could we help the Twins with a marketing plan here? The if you don't know what you're getting, you know generally like what your price package is going to be. If yeah. if Buxton plays in the outfield and yep. starts. Maybe you pay a little extra. All right. If he doesn't play at all, maybe you get a free beer or a refund or something. Can we have a Buxton flex plan? You know what? No. First of all, it's a Buxton Correa
1: flex plan. Okay. Because, you know, Correa, Correa taking the occasional Sunday home game off makes no sense. Weekends, Correa has to play. So, like, unless he's hurt. But here's what I think I think the deck's plan on tickets should be pick a package of games. So, Again, 20 games. If Buxton and Correa play, you pay full price for that game. If one of them sits, it's a discount. If both of them sits, it's free, and you get free beer all game.
0: Well, so you didn't even pay for concessions? I don't know if, the... I don't
2: know if they if I give them a hot them. dog. Yeah.
1: I give them a hot dog. No, I'm saying free beer. I Look, if you go and Buxton and Correa are, are healthy and not playing, I, the Twins got to bend over backwards to help Dex.
2: There was a point last season I tallied it. I should probably just go back and, and redo it. But I had a 20-game package, and it was July at this point. So I had probably used you know half of them, so I had been to 10 games. And only three of those 10 games were Buxton and Correa starting in the lineup. Yeah. Which three, is three so far. absurd.
0: You know, do the twins have an obligation? So th- some of the Buxton missed days were just like he couldn't physically play anymore because of his knee or whatever. But then they also have some maintenance days. And the line is kind of blurred because his yeah. knee just hurt all the time last year. But I feel like they shouldn't schedule maintenance days for home dates unless there's like. Oh, they're coming off ten straight games, or something, or it's the ninth game of a nine-game homestand. Or if you're gonna at this point just just to get back in the good graces of fans, they had the lowest non-COVID attendance in Target Field history. Rocco should play along a little bit and say, "All right, we get that you're gonna rest him because he's you're trying to get him to a hundred games, but you shouldn't be resting him on a Saturday night home game, right? In May,
1: maintenance day should never occur weekend home games. Yeah,
0: Wednesday afternoon game." Maybe. Okay. But even
1: then, d- d- well, d- DH him. Sure. But but Correa, Correa's the one that offended me. When they Dude, would please. sit him like it's like we got Carlos and now you know, Carlos Correa came back. He loves it here. We'll actually try to sign with two teams before he came back. But now that he's back, you know, don't don't sell me on we got Correa, sure. but he's not playing t- today. And and to his credit, Carlos Correa plays a lot. Like like yeah. Buxton, Buxton. I do think that it'd be good to tie a ticket plan to Buxton, but he's dicey. is not that dicey; he can play.
0: Yeah, despite what. Yeah, it's sense. uh, it's just like there's there's almost no in the NBA. Hell, there's been a, Richard Jefferson ranted about this this week about he's the NBA. So right, it's like, He's dude, so right. Ultimately, this is about fa- the fans keep all of these leagues running on a regular basis. You can't just ignore the fan experience and home crowds and things like that. So. Uh, Greg in South Dakota here chimes in on, on the Twins discussion. I love your podcast. I listen to most of them in the car on the way to and from work each day. Thank you. To that, I ask, do you guys recognize the karma bestowed on you when you guys swore off talking about the Twins? In October, you guys vowed to not talk about the Twins the entire offseason because they did not live up to your expectations for making a qualifiable offer to Correa, making excuses for, for uh, stinking in August and September, not having players that can replace injured players, making injuries an excuse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Not trading away Correa at the deadline to get something for him. As a Twins fan since 68, I just have to giggle at the egg on your faces that the Twins have placed there by making significant moves over the last three weeks. Ha! I say to you both, keep up the great work, boys. Love listening to the shows. Uh, tell Declan to re-up his season tickets because this team is going to be fun to watch. See you guys at Twins Fest. What's your response to – do we have egg on our face for being uh, bored with the Twins a few months ago?
1: Carlos Correa tried to sign everywhere but here, so no. Like, that's the thing. L- last night at, at the awards that we went to, Dex, I thought it was so weird because, like, Correa's up there talking about and, – and he's he is smooth. I'll give him credit, yes, right? Yeah. But I mean, you were you were talking Operator. about a guy that tried to sign with the Giants, who passed on him, yeah. and then the Mets, and whose agent at a press conference basically spent the entire time bemoaning the fact that his client wasn't allowed to sign with either of those two teams. Yeah. Uh, so no, I there would be egg on our face if Correa had passed the physical and then like told the Giants, "I got to go back to mini," as they call it. I love mini, uh, but no, now. Well, I will say this. I do think that the way things have gone, the off season has been pretty productive. But the bullpen ain't been fixed as far as I can see. So, no, I do not feel like we end up with eggs on our face. But I appreciate the note and the support. So I yeah. just want
0: to make be clear of that. I would say, you know, I I don't know. I was kind of telling you guys off mic. I just, for years and years and years, the Twins would buzzkill in the playoffs or have a 90 90- 99 loss season or something basically since they got into target field every year has been one of two things smoked in the playoffs with zero wins like don't even put up a fight or completely underachieve in the regular season despite trying to win and and coming up you know 10 15 20 games short of the division they have tried to win every year they've been at target field And they have come up miserably short about half the years. And then the half the years that they do make the playoffs, they just get embarrassingly bounced by the Yankees or the Astros or whatever, right? But every year, for the most part, old Macadac has been like sort of seething at the end of the season, this team, this dang team. And then I get excited for spring training again, right? Baseball, love baseball. I love everything that it symbolizes in the spring and Mm -hmm. the weather coming around and stuff. And the Twins, okay, the Twins added a couple players. We'll see what happens, and hope springs eternal, right? It's been hard for me the last couple of years. There's just, there's something about this organization. I don't know if it's, like, there's, like, an arrogance about it. There's, sometimes there's a staleness about it. Um, They try to blow smoke up your ass on valleys and stuff. Like, there's just, there's just, like, a, protective shell around this organization that has failed <laughs> miserably since coming into target field yep. that I've had a, I've had a hard time coming around the last couple of years compared to like the previous 10, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a team that has lost numerous playoff games with numerous opportunities that have been there. And it's just, it eventually boils over for me. Like, is this eventually maybe going to happen with the wild? Like the wild haven't gotten out of the first round since 2015. And they've been in the playoffs three to four times um mm-hmm. is that eventually gonna maybe boil over to the hockey team maybe i i've always loved the twins the most since i started becoming a big sports fan when i was about nine or ten years old so i always gravitated towards them the most so maybe just by default i get the most emotional and volatile around them but yeah i, I i'm still like not convinced just because they brought correa back that all of a sudden like oh here we come playoff space but like they could get to the playoffs you have to win a game, dude. I am an insufferable human being when the playoffs start. And yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to react if they make it to the playoffs. So I need to watch this season play out. And then if it's worth talking about, we will obviously discuss it.
1: On Bally's, I will say this. I, As much as it helps us, as mu- coming up next, as much as, as it helps us if the Twins and Wild win, and I like actively like Bill Guerin. I like the Wild. That being said, Valley's is so full of crap on those two two teams that it it turns me against those teams at times just based <laughs> on the crap I'm fed. Now on the Wolves, that's not true. I I like Jim Pete. I think he's great. He yeah. tells you the truth. He wants the Wolves to win, but that's fine. But on those two teams, the only time that the Wild telecast to me is not just full of of complete crap in, in the booth. When Nanny's there, because he wants the Wild to win badly, but he gets upset, which is great. And walls will tell you the truth at times. But beyond that, like when I have to listen to the absolute pandering to this team when it's not deserved, which is often, it turns me against the team. And I have to remember, I want them to win it's a funny contrast because, like, nuts.
0: these are essentially team-run wings, right? It's if there's a financial partnership and they're yep. very much in bed together. But then you have, like, the Dallas Cowboys' own Twitter account filleting Dak Prescott last week, too. So there's, yes. different, there's different ways to, to go about it. But, yeah, again, I, I, I do think they have a chance to be competitive. I like the Michael Taylor trade.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Byron Buxton is one of my favorite players that I've ever watched play baseball when he's out there. Carlos Correa is a really good piece. Um, they have a solid pitching staff it looks like so there's there's some things to be excited about too but i'm i'm kind of in the mode of all right go show it on the field right go show it on the field let's see what happens we will talk twins as if you guys are interested in us talking twins we will talk twins um, but man we i mean we literally had a daily 2 hour twin show on Score North when we were doing more radio stuff like 3 or 4 years ago the bomba squad season and that was driving our content on a regular basis but the fan interest has become so apathetic the last couple of years,
2: and COVID didn't help.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, but we'll see. We're in, we're here. We're talking twins. We just talk twins. Right there for you. We love baseball. Yeah.
2: Probably not. We're doing the we, season tickets. Probably not. We're doing them. If they send make them one more big move, yeah. send big them move. my
1: idea. Say, look, if Buxton and Correa don't play, I don't pay. If they play, I pay. And if one of them is out, I pay less.
0: You should negotiate with them. Yeah. Send them a ne- yeah. Send them a negotiation send them a email.
1: Note. It's pay. They're more idea.
0: desperate to get you yep. than you are, you know, like, sure. not like the, the demand is high. Why don't you, why don't you float Judd's idea you them we'll see. Yeah, I could play a little harder. Yeah, ball.
1: just say, hey, you know what? I look forward to being back at Target Field in 2023, oh. Mr. Ticket Rep, with the following
0: yes. conditions. All right, we got to run here. Mackie and Judd, Feedback Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll catch you guys over on Purple Daily. See you.